We're Not Dead, a podcast about a story of survival. of We're Not Dead, the official community podcast for We're Alive. I'm your host, Brittany Brombacher, and I am joined by Nick Voodoo. Bam! Boom, Shakalaka. How are you doing, Nick? I am actually really, really warm and really melty, and I had a really bad chapter prediction uh, overall. So, you know, I'm in a really bad mood, and the only thing that could possibly make it worth worse right now for me is if you tell me that you brought Wraith back this week. I'm sorry, Nick, but we did... Welcome, Wraith. What up, Brahmalama? What I'm up, Wraith? How's that skydiving, jumping out of the airplane <laughs> business going on? <laughs> it's great here. Oh. It's like 70 degrees, even though it's June. Life is good. Uh, good. You I brought Wraith onto <laughs> I a know, show. I, I thought, you know, you're having a miserable time the way it is. <laughs> So people should be used to you by now, Nick. You come on every third episode of a chapter, and later on you're going to go through your amazing Nick Voodoo predictions. Not quite as amazing this past time, but that's the beautiful thing about this is I I'm get it wrong. To, yeah. And exactly. I pull yourself up by the bootstraps and get him right next time, <laughs> hopefully. Um, and then Wraith was on a few episodes ago, I believe, and you yep. are the angel fanboy. Yep. Who sounded like you were jumping out of an airplane at one point. Greg is out... Again, this week, he is at E3, and I actually just returned from the E3 press conferences, so if I'm a little dead to the world, please, I don't know what you can do to deal with that, but just deal with it, I guess. That's the best I got. That's and Nick funny. is, like, lethargic right now because he's melting, but we are going to try our best to bring you the best podcast ever, right, guys? Darn tootin'. That's right. Um, before we get into the episode recap, I want to thank Adrian HD. He was our guest on last week. And he actually edited the podcast for me because I was flying out to L.A. and we had technical difficulties. And he was awesome and took care of all that stuff. So, yay! 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 All right. So, 22-3, our doubts are traitors. Um, I'm going to do something a little different this time. I copied and pasted the... uh, Recap taken off of zombiepodcast.com slash forum under the wiki section. Oh, um, you're so lo- I just finished that last night. Wait, are, are you the one that writes this? Uh, I've written most of them recently, <laughs> although chapter 21 is being taken care of by uh, Cupcake Zombie. Because mm-hmm. uh, I, I pimped off the wiki responsibilities because I usually do the recaps on the wiki. Oh. Uh, but I was running behind, and I didn't realize I was two chapters behind until it was too late. I was like, "Oh, hey, that's two. That that's eight weeks worth of podcasts that I have not uh, updated." So, <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, because um, so I'm gonna know exactly what you said because I just said exactly it myself. What I'm saying, I figured. Well, I honestly, I thought these were written by Casey, and I actually just shot him an email, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna try something different. I hope you don't mind that I'm gonna try reading off of this instead of my own notes because these." tend to go into more detail so thank you nick hey no problem we'll we'll try it out okay we'll start out with victor and pegs are traveling to lax but victor has never been to la so doesn't know his way around and pegs only knows how to navigate by the freeway so if this recap sucks blame nick absolutely Um, and if you have any problems with it it's a wiki do it yourself and get off your ass Fine. Um, Pegs is trying to direct Victor via a map, but the combination of trying to read the map and Victor's driving is giving her a headache. Victor laughs that Pegs can't find her way to LAX, and she says she could have come here on her own. Victor laughs again, saying there's no way in the world Michael would let her travel out here alone. Pegs requests that Victor drive more carefully and slowly so she won't feel so sick while reading the map. Victor suggests that she eat an MRE cracker to try to settle her stomach. She agrees and eats one, but it doesn't work, and she almost immediately feels worse. Pegs asks Victor to pull over. Pegs hops out of the car and vomits. Victor comes out and says that they can stay there for a few minutes to catch their breath and allow Pegs to recover. As he looks at the map, he begins to cough and realizes that they are way off course and recognizes where they should be. He asks Pegs if she's feeling better yet, and she says no. Victor tries to make small talk and asks Pegs <laughs> about Michael, but the conversation comes to an awkward halt in that, that it awesome. did. I love it So, how's the weather doing, Pegs? That would have been a better option, I think. <laughs> how's your relationship with Michael? Uh, good. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Sure fine? So suddenly, Victor's coughing gets worse, and he starts to feel ill as well. 
As Victor is trying to catch his breath, Pegs recognizes that there is no sound around them. They can't hear birds or dogs in the area. Victor starts to get concerned about the route they took. Pegs and Victor quickly return to the car as they start to feel like they can't breathe. Victor turns the car around and speeds off in the other direction. Victor tells Pegs to drink water and try to breathe through her nose to help alleviate the symptoms, but neither works. As they continue to cough, the scene fades out. Da-da-da-da. Back at LAX, Saul brings two liquids for Kalani to choose which one he needs. The repairs and prepping of the helicopter are being worked on by everyone present, except Bert, who is talking to someone at the tower on the radio. Kalani goes over to the car and gets Bert back to work. <laughs> Dashu has found the appropriate equipment to mend the bullet holes on the side, so he and Kalani are going to work on that while Bert and Saul clean out the interior of all the rotting flesh and dried blood. Yeah. Bert, joins, yeah, <laughs> Bert joins the group and realizes that Victor and Pegs are very late. It took Dashu and Kalani an hour to make it to LAX from the tower. Pigs and Victor left the tower over two hours ago and still haven't arrived. Kalani thinks they may have gotten turned around, but Bert thinks it's been too long for that. Bert thinks they may have to go searching for them and said that Michael thinks it might be a good idea. Kalani says, of course he would. Saul gets angry saying Pegs is missing for 10 minutes and now Michael wants them to drop everything to look for her and noting how that's not leading by example. Bert comes back saying it was his suggestion because they might have broke down, but searching becomes a moot point when Victor and Pegs arrive at the helicopter. Bert goes to radio the tower and, to, and lets them know that Victor and Pegs have arrived. Victor and Pegs explain what happened to them earlier in the chapter part, but the rest of the crew working on the helicopter found it hard to believe. Victor pulls out a map and shows them where it happened, and Saul identifies it as Inglewood. Datu says that it sounds like something Samantha described called Ground Zero. Saul noted that when they first looked at everyone's journals, Inglewood was one of the places it seemed to happen the earliest. Bert says Michael circled that area on everyone's maps, indicating it was a place to avoid, but Victor and Pegs didn't know that. Kalani once again refocuses the group on the task at hand, repairing and cleaning out the helicopter. But Victor mentions that, it's, that if that's where the outbreak started, that's a place they might want to investigate further. Kalani doesn't understand why they'd want to go back to a place that nearly killed them. Bert agrees, equating it to a landmine. There, there are more disagreements about the value of going back when Datu brings up the idea that being near the place might change you into something else. Bert is on edge and asks how Pigs and Victor are feeling, but they both say they are fine. Bert says they'll have to keep an eye on them and that he's sure they'll understand why. Nick, you're doing an awesome job. Kudos. Clapping. Oh, shucks. Chuck, you're so <sighs> All right. I was doing it just I, when I was typing up. I was like, how would Brit say it in her recap? <laughs> I'm glad to know sucking I have motivation. Jeez, Nick. Oh, whatever. It's not sucking up. I honestly thought I was like, because actually the thing I was thinking of when I was typing it was, man, this would be so much easier if I asked Britt for her notes so I can just cut and That's paste so it into the wiki. <laughs> and so here we are having the reverse happen. I think this is actually really funny. It's hilarious. I'm laughing my ass off right now. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no one asked you, Ray. Shut you up, boy. Troll. Kalani again tries to get the group focused back on the task at hand, and they finally agree when Kalani says if they get the helicopter fixed, they can fly over fly over the top top of that area on their way back. That was a mouthful. Bert remarks about how Pegs got them lost on their way here, and Kalani really wants her to fly the other helicopter. Pegs takes offense, but Kalani immediately defends her and says she is the best person for the job. Saul mentions Peg's poor track record thus far, and Victor steps up to defend Peg's, as well as mentioning ever since he met her, she's been pulling her weight, and for Saul to remember that she stuck her neck out for him to get him the medicine he needed. Saul again thanks Peg's for what she did for him, but mentions flying the helicopter is definitely different and wonders how much time she has had flying. She guesses somewhere around 80 hours of fly time, and Saul immediately relents, seeming far more comfortable with the idea of Peg's flying. The group breaks off into teams to continue their tasks. Saul tells Victor he's got a cargo bay to clean, and he'd do it himself, but he's got to keep the IV line clean. Saul offers to go get more cleaning supplies from around the terminal. Victor calls Saul lazy, but Burke says to cut him some slack because he's been bedridden for a long time and probably feeling very tired. Bert and Victor formally introduce themselves and get to work as Datu, claiming he's the smart one, goes to repair the holes in the hydraulic line. Up in the cockpit, Pegs gets a crash course from Kalani on how to fly the Pelican, or Jolly Green Giant. Though she was intimidated at first, she started to get the hang of it. Kalani runs her through the basics, and Pegs takes written notes to make sure she remembers. She's concerned because she's only flown little Cessna airplanes in the past, and only with her father present, and this was a big helicopter. Kalani says not to think of it like that, because the helicopter will do what it tells you, what you tell it to do. He says that's why they are going over all the controls now, so she'll feel comfortable when it's time to actually fly. 
Bert joins them, saying flying doesn't sound so hard, and Kalani says it isn't, and given enough time, he could train just about anyone. Pigs asks about the gauges on the panel when a radio call comes in from the other search team looking for a helicopter. Kalani gets distracted and angry because he can't keep track of all the tower's activities. The LAX crew listens as Blue Jay and Robin talk to the tower, saying they found another helicopter. Kalani wants to know what kind it is and what kind of shape it is in, but they aren't close enough to tell. Kalani notes how unhelpful that is. The other team's, the other search team tells them it's in, it's on grid 9F on Michael's map of LA, and Bert goes to look. The other team requests to be allowed to return to the tower, and Michael allows them to. Bert discovers that the grid contains a hospital, and the helicopter they found must be a medevac helicopter. Kalani is pleased with the discovery, but wonders why they didn't get a closer look, but reminds him that the area is dangerous, and they probably had to check it out from a distance. Kalani wonders if they are going to have to be the ones to go get it. Bert tries to call Saul on the walkie-talkie. Pigs wonders if he got attacked and if anyone went with him. Bert says the place he was going is on outside, outside of the airport, so he should be safe. Datu wonders if maybe he turned off his walkie-talkie when they hear a car start up and take off from away, away from the helicopter, as Bert says apparently Saul is done waiting around and is going to find Lizzie. So what did you guys think of this episode? It was good. It, it's yeah. a good episode. The thing, like, obviously that you see because even with like you see the the difference of how many people responded to it on the forum and even on like the facebook page there's not a lot of responses to it because nothing really happened exactly it's, it's set up after set up after set up after set up but there's like next to no action with the exception of the beginning with uh you know pegs and victor choking so like it's right. from the point that this chapter started not just like this chapter part but this chapter um it's just been you know, there's the ground zero set up, the hospital helicopter set up, Saul turning and running to the arena, uh, Lewis incarcerated, uh, the rat coming back. It's set up after set up after set up after set up, preparing us for the end of the season. There are so many loose ends right now, it's hard. We only have two chapters left in yep. the season. Yeah, hard to believe. Six parts. Right, it's scheduled right now as three parts per chapter, but that doesn't mean that Casey isn't going to allow himself more time and put out a fourth part, but yeah. it seems like that's not going to be the case. So I guess we could just start out with, so what do you think's up with Ground Zero? What's causing the breathing difficulties? No idea. Like, it's it's too early to tell. It could be just so many, po- there's so many possibilities. It's like, don't even bother guessing, because, like, you're never going to get it right. Because there's, like, there's just too many possibilities. It could be literally anything. The, the best so. guess that I've seen so far is uh, Lido2502's guess. Uh, and he points out the long-range acoustic device. Uh, which basically uh, it, it's a non-violent way that uh, police and military can send out acoustic waves to disperse crowds because it makes them so uncomfortable and like gives them headaches and things of that nature. And he brought that up on the forum in the chapter discussion because it seemed to him like this was something that could possibly, like if someone is still at Ground Zero trying to keep people away from it, especially like, I don't know, say creatures and stuff, uh, this thing would still be working and functioning to keep everyone and everything away so that you can't get through this barrier without getting sick. I think for the most part, like, from a story perspective, like, this is kind of like a, hey, remember Ground Zero? Yeah, we haven't talked about this in a season. We're just, remember this, okay? This is going to play a role soon. So, I mean, as we're building up to the season finale, as, like, as Nick said, I mean, it's kind of like something about, like, the season finale is probably going to involve this in some way. Like, yeah, whatever it is, it sounds like it's doing a pretty damn good job of keeping things away. I mean, like Peg said, yeah. there's no dogs, no birds, there's no, nothing. And Samantha, I mean, this is also something that Samantha has brought up, which Datu brings back, is that uh, the other tower experienced the same sorts of problems, except they were able to get through and bring some funky stuff back. So there right. might be a way to actually combat whatever feeling that uh, Pegs and Victor felt. But they, just, again, uh, no, might, they don't know what it is. Uh, they might, uh, we don't know how far in they are. They may have gone really deep into ground zero you know like they may have already been there so uh they you know what are I mean? you talking about Col- um victor and pegs? yeah victor and pegs right like we we heard from samantha that uh the second tower like went into ground zero and brought about back some funky stuff but like we don't know how far in pegs and uh Victor Didn't, went in. Did he say that it took him like a mile before the symptoms started getting better? I don't. That's yeah. obviously not saying how far yeah. they went in, what, but. Uh, and I'll try and see if I can't fi- find this real quick. But they said they were at 54th and something near uh, Inglewood. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that right. is about like if you look at the Where Live map, uh, where Inglewood is listed, at the with like 9 a.m. 
I think it's like one, two, like three or four uh, bl uh, blocks north from what you can see on the map. So probably almost like the same height as like Florence Graham and uh, the 10 a.m. mark for those that are looking at the map. Who's... I am looking at the map right Perfect. now, actually. So like right around where Florence Graham is oh, right. at 10 a.m., okay. like Huntington Park, they're to, they're to the west of that, like just north of Inglewood. But right. that's about how far south they got before they turned themselves around because they were about to throw themselves up. So they yeah. got pretty damn close to, in theory, where Ground Zero actually, actually is. It was really close to that. Yeah, yeah. I it's actually kind of close to Saul's house, too, like the whole yes. area of Inglewood. And they went to Saul's house, but it's obviously not, not as close as right. to where they were. But So you guys seem like you think that that was just a way to control and, like, disperse the crowds. You don't think that was actually, like, the cause of the infection. It could be. And, like, like I said, it could be anything. Like, Casey always throws, does this, you know? Like, every time you try and predict something, like... The moment you have to assume something about a theory, like, that's when your, like, prediction's most likely going to go off. So, I mean, there's just not enough information. It could be anything. That could be, like, the virus itself. Maybe if you stay there, like Datu said, maybe you'll turn. Maybe you'll die, then yeah. they'll feast on you. I have to agree with Wraith, because, you know what, as someone that is, like, trying to, air quotes, make a living on predictions on this site, yeah, as soon <laughs> as you assume something, you're kind of uh -huh. toast. So, yeah, like... You have to try and follow the logic train, and there's nowhere near enough information to try and figure out what the hell is going oh, on no. there. So that's no. why I'm just sticking with Leto's uh, thought for now, because it makes the most logical sense, and it is closest to reality that this device exists, and this is what it does, and it seems similar to what happened to these people. So right. I'm just going to hang my hat on that until some more information comes out, and then I'll change my mind. <laughs> Probably. Um, Rock Daddy had a theory. He said, Ground Zero is harboring something big and bad, bad enough to sicken people who go near it. It may be chemicals in the air from a detonated bioweapon making them sick, or pheromones emitted from a master or queen zombie. I guess only time will tell. That would be oh, cool. God. Could you imagine if a queen zombie was emitting all those horrible? That would be uh, interesting, though, right? What if there disgusting. was like, a queen zombie and that's where it was located? And then, like, that's where the uh, the little ones with their, like, mutated claws and stuff, maybe that's where they came from. I don't know. But... Yeah, but at that point, where do they get their tattoos? Does the mama have yeah. a tattoo yeah. parlor? Like, I, I... Like, that's the thing, right? She, she... The moment you make that no, assumption... No, you know what? Here, here's the deal. Is, is that is that the, the queen uh, zombie is Kat Von D, and she still has her business going in LA Inc. and just like, tattooing all these little zombies <laughs> and sends them out into the world. Yeah, I, also, if no. that if it was being caused by queen zombies, wouldn't there have to be queen zombies scattered throughout the country? Because this is, you know, an international thing. And, and in I theory, just, the world. So. I mean, yeah, exactly, the world, yeah. yeah. So, um, cool, cool theory, but I don't know. But then it, there might be, because, uh, like, right, like uh, at the very beginning, uh, with the TV announcement, they said that these uh, outbreaks were happening at major cities all around the world. So, I mean, it's not just L.A., so it, it could be, like, I don't know, New York, if they had it. Detroit, Chicago, all the major cities could have like a queen zombie there, just like hatched out of an egg and just oh hi. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I, I I really hope that the queen zombie theory does not come to fruition because I hate the idea of it. And when the first thing was when it was first proposed, hi Long Island Railroad, how you doing? Um, <laughs> fucking trains, I hate the trains here. Um, when the idea was first proposed. I brought up the the similarity to Star Trek and the Borg and the Queen of the Borg, and how much I hated that idea because the Borg were a very intimidating thing. But once you met the Queen, the Borg themselves became so irrelevant, and it became all about the Queen. And like you, I understand that like the runners and like the jumpers and you know the little ones and behemoths are kind of whatever. But then you have like the one with the markings or you know the pimp ass zombies as we've yeah. sort of dubbed. <laughs> Um, yeah, and that like sort of lowers them. And I, I don't know. I just don't like the idea of a queen personally. If there is one, I might cry a little, but I'll get over it eventually. Right, I will too. I mean, I'm still going with the whole. This was like a biochem. This was engineered in some fashion. That's why when Michael first saw them, they were all scarred up, as if you know they obviously scars take a while to scar up. So they okay. something had been happening. It something was an outbroken whatever law shit mm -hmm. in the fan. Um, okay, so like we were saying earlier, you know, there's only two chapters left in season two. Where do you think this next one's going to go? I mean, Nick, I know you have your predictions, but I have a few um, theories from the forum I can read, and we can just go into those a little bit. Let's do that. All right. Um, another one from Rock Daddy says, My belief is that ultimately both of the choppers mentioned in this episode will be used, one team led by Michael and one by Angel. Yes, I However, am in love with this theory. 
However, one will crash, leaving the fate of that team unknown. Maybe Kalani will finally have a heart attack, <laughs> and Pigs will have to make an emergency landing. Okay. The possibilities there's, there's are There's something endless. that I have to bring up, like, about this. So okay, do one it. of the huge debates that have always been going on is, like, will Angel ever, like, be able to step up to leadership, right? So, like basically the thing is angel like he can always like he never he's never forced to do it like the only way he's ever gonna like get better at something is like trial by fire right so if you have two helicopters like this seems like it's perfectly setting it up for that like if you have one team led by angel and one team led by michael and one of the helicopters or they get separated somehow and they enter a situation where like angel is forced to lead like every like that's his chance like to, like, grow as a leader, like, finally, like, take that step. And, like, he has to be forced to do it. Like, otherwise, it just would never happen. Yeah, but if Victor's with him, then Victor's just going to take but over. But he always gives it up. But if Victor's with him, Victor's just going to take control of it. So he's still not going to be Which is why Victor should be with Michael. Oh, and I think Kalani okay. has to be, uh, Kalani has to be with Angel. It, Angel has to go with Kalani because Angel, like, Angel uh, lacks confidence. That's his biggest problem. And Kalani is kind of like his BFF now. Right. And, like, he kind of, like, believes in him. Like, hey, you can, you, you can do this. Like, like believe in yourself. Aww. So that's, like, nope. it has to, like, that's good. Turn, to be Kalani's turn in general, like, I know that he's been turning uh, this entire season into a better person that we all enjoy. Uh, he, yeah. he He's just becoming much more of a likable character in general because, like, uh, he's a all, smart all the night, he's, he's he's saying all the right things out at the helicopter. He's keeping people focused without being a douchebag like he's been in the past. You know, and hearing like that. how he's talking to Pegs too. Yeah, he's exactly. Very like patient. Yeah, I like and that. And sweet with too. her, right? And he sticks up for her. Like, yeah, I definitely want her. Now, yeah, shut like, up, Saul. You're such a. So dude. all these characters that I hated, I'm starting to like. So these characters that I like, I think I'm gonna end up starting to hate. Probably like Saul, because I really like Saul. Yeah, because that's the trend. So kind of a dick now. Another okay, this is a theory on Saul. Um, from Bulldog says Saul will find Lizzie. There will be a Saul wants to kill Tar and Bricks, but Lizzie prevents it kind of situation. Probably. I think if Saul wanted to kill Tardis, I don't think Lizzie would object. You know what? I think she would because I don't think that she yeah. wants anyone to die. I don't think because there's a there's a difference between what happened in the war. Which is two pe- two sides battling versus, like, say, what happened to Pippin, which was murder, and what Saul would do to Tardust would be murder. It wouldn't be an act of war. That would be the difference, and I feel like Lizzie would probably stop it. Yeah, but Tar needs yeah, to die eventually. I think. I oh, think he needs he... to die. Well, oh, yeah. right, right, and I... I don't think actually I don't think Tar's gonna die because like we want like I think what Casey's been trying to do is like kind of add more faces and give a face to the Maulers instead of being like this kind of faceless organization. There's Scratch, there's Darai, who's like completely shrouded in mystery. Latch is gone, and like so the only one when we see Maulers, we see only Scratch. But now he's adding in Bricks, he's adding in Tardust. I think like Tardust will make it out somehow like because he's like that weasel character you know he's like the guy who always survives like the only issue i'd have with him staying alive is he tried to rape lizzie i mean that's just yeah. you can never honestly if he hadn't done that if I he hadn't done that talk. yeah if like, he hadn't he done so that cool. great but the fact is that he did and no matter yeah. what he does i will never like him just because i mean i don't think he's gonna be a likable character i think he'll stay on the mauler side you know like he's not like i think like, everyone nowadays thinks that Bricks is going to, like, join the tower somehow. But I don't think that's going to be the case with Tar. He's going to somehow escape. He's going to make it back to the Maulers. I hope he's torn apart. That's what I want to happen. I, don't, <laughs> I do not. I mean, it, it's like I mentioned this before in other podcasts. If I want to like Tar because, you know, he was looking out for them towards the end. Or it seemed mm-hmm. like he was. But he's just, like, but he's he, gone too far. Exactly. There's no yeah. point of... Re- there's, he's past the point of return on that one. Yeah. There's really no recovering from being a skeevy rapist. No, there really isn't. You can't really... I mean, he's a villain character, though. I mean, he's never meant to be more than that, I think. He's he's supposed to be a villain. Let's see. Here's one from Adventureless Hero. What if the shooter and or rat are on board one of the helicopters and decides to hijack it with a pilot at gunpoint, forcing them to... That could to... be the reason one of them goes down. Yep, forcing them to land near some body of water, you know, mentioned in the Pelican. I think it is more likely that Kalani's helicopter will get hijacked or will malfunction and crash. Now, Wraith, you're going to love this. This oh, way, yes. you can kill off Kalani and a bunch of the what? nameless survivors of the tower. Why? Meanwhile, all of the main crew, like Riley, Michael, Angel, Saul, and Lizzie, are chilling in Peg's helicopter. Okay, the reason I said you are going to love this is because you thought if Kalani had his own cop- chopper, Angel mm-hmm. would be in that one, but... 
Um, he says, I left out Bert because I feel like he's going to die before the flight and didn't mention Kelly since I think she was the shooter and the mole. That's a theory. I mean, that's definitely, I still, I think that the the choppers are going to split up. I don't think they're, Casey's going to kill off like a huge number of people like Kalani. Like think about how much effort Casey must've put in to turn Kalani into a likable character, you know? Like, you wouldn't just kill that off. Like, that's just oh, too much. Oh, 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 sure you would. Have you watched The Wire? The Wire kills off characters frequently, as but long as it has... the Wire, though. Right, I but mean, as long... Is... But when someone made a comment about it on the forum, Casey uh, or, or responded or liked it or something along those lines where he said... Uh, or agreed that uh, you don't just kill off characters for no reason. You can kill off anyone if you have a reason to do it, and it'll be right. impactful. Mm-hmm. Losing... But you kill off half the cast? Like, oh, this, like, this person is saying have... Adventure Zero was, right? Is that yes, his yes. His theory isn't that he's killing off half the cast. At this point, he's killing off half the nameless people in the tower that we don't know, like Jacob and James. But what are the what are the what's the chance that you're gonna have all the cool people on one helicopter and all the losers that no one knows on one copter? Have you ever watched Star Trek and seen people in red shirts die? They die all the time. (laughs) We don't. Yeah, but I don't think I don't. I mean, let let me be clear. I don't agree with, with the theory at all because one, it requires the rat to put themselves back out there again on purpose while there are witnesses, which is not their MO so far, is that they yeah, hide themselves and they're very good at hiding themselves and they get away with murder so far. Um, so they're not, I don't, as much as I like the idea of how this is going to happen, I don't think it's actually going to happen in this way simply because the rat has already, st- especially if you believe Michael's opinion that the rat is now on the tower side, ways. that means that you know, they're not going to put their head back out there if they don't have to. They've gained the trust of the tower. Everyone believes this person is totally on their side and has been the entire time. The only reason they came out was because they thought Pippin was a threat, but he probably wasn't. But just in case, he had to be taken out. Whoever the rat is, is going to have to be coerced into showing themselves, or they're going to have to uh, slip up in like some way. Like in a life and death situation, like, oh my god, we're going to die. Hey, I have to get this one thing off my chest. Yeah, I'm the rat. Like, kind of like that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't even think... Like, they have to be... I don't even know what the situation would be. But I don't... Yeah. I don't see the rat coming back out for a good reason right now. They've, right. They've, they've done what they needed to do in terms of protecting themselves from Pippin. And they don't really, really need to come back you think, out. You don't think that it would happen soon? Because they have this one guy in jail, right? Lewis or something? Uh-huh. The guy's, that... like, being a prisoner. Like, he's he's technically a prisoner until they find the real rat so the hunt the hunt for the rat is still going on the hunt for the rat I mean, is still going on but sit... that doesn't mean the rat's going to get caught because they have so their scapegoat there's this huge question about what's going to happen to lewis like is he going to like continue to agree with this plan if he's going to be treated like uh, a killer and like a traitor by everyone for like a year or like months at a time yeah until well until they board the helicopter when you can imagine the towers and be like, well, I don't want this guy on our helicopter, and then what are they yeah, going to do? Yeah, like, they're going to try that. I think, the, I think personally, I think they're going to find the rat soon. Or, like, maybe it'll happen your way. Maybe, like, they'll come out. But I think it's going to, I mean, maybe within the next two or three chapters. Maybe in the season I finale mean, or I'll... the next uh, season or beginning. See, that's the thing is what... what... You have to you have to be Casey to be able to answer the question because you don't know yeah. what the through line of the series is other than obviously zombies are here, but the through line the through line for the series could very well be and it's now been two chapters uh, two seasons worth of who's the rat does it stop now or does it continue on like does the rat because it can go a, a few different ways does the rat expose themselves align themselves with the Maulers, and then there's a gigantic epic Mauler tower conflict with this person now totally aligned with them and living that. with them. Or does the rat continue, like, if they get up and leave and get to Fort Irwin, does the rat continue to subvert them from there? You know, that can continue right. on until the end of the, se- the series. And the reason I bring that up is because when Casey says uh, in the Ask, uh, Ask the Man Himself uh, thread, was asked, does the person who is the rat know that they're that person? And I'm going to misquote it, so I'm going to try and find it. But I think... His answer to that was basically. So does the actor know? Is that what you mean? Yeah, I think they might know, right? Because I remember. Uh, Wraith, you talk, and uh, I'll uh, look for my quote. Okay, okay. So I remember uh, there was one response from Casey saying, like, uh, 
some actors do know certain things that the other actors don't know. Like uh, Scratch, apparently, or Jenna McCombie, who plays Scratch, does know certain things about Scratch that no one else knows. Just because that, ha like, she has to know that to play that character properly. So it might, like, that very much might be true. Like, the per the actor or actress might really know who the rat is. Because, like, uh, like, if she was the rat, then that would definitely play a role in... Uh... Okay, so here here was the question. It was from Magrat. Uh, and the question was also a supplemental question. Does the actor of the mole slash traitor know who they are the mole slash traitor, or are you just letting them play it uh, in innocence? And his answer to that was, now does the traitor know who they are? That I'll leave for another day, dot, dot, dot. Maybe save this one for when it's all over. Ah. So that, to me... Interesting. Uh, is... That expands the opportunity for this storyline to continue through the entire series because if he can't answer it now, uh, that might mean that he has to wait until the entire series is over because we might have to wait for four seasons worth of We're Alive until we find out who the rat actually is. Right. I mean, I mean, I'm on just... the other side, it could be just Casey like not wanting to give anything away and just like. Very throw us off be. on the wrong track. The yeah. only this is, and I'm just thinking out loud here. So if we don't find out who the rat or mole is until the very end of the series, wouldn't that mean that that person would have to have like a significant part, like maybe impact with like a a rival group or something? Because if this person is, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not uh, is faithful or whatever to the tower, that really wouldn't be significant. What you're saying is like the person would have to continue being loyal to someone else in addition to being loyal to the tower or because if they're already loyal to the tower then who cares if the if this person is revealed at the end of the series what's it going to matter if... i think it could be useful in that if the final battle of the series or something is between say the maulers and the tower or like an all-out battle between them then uh the uh the rat can be used you know like if they're revealed near the end of the series and then like you could use the rat against them like saying Hey, Maulers, I'm back. Right, um, that's... Let's, let's hang out. Yeah, but... The tower's gonna do this. Exactly. Who knows? Yeah. Okay, we'll move on I mean, to the Yeah, it's one. too yeah. far out. You can never tell. Yeah, um, this next one comes from Leet693. Sounds like the tower is going to get into a battle with the Maulers. Saul and Lizzie yeah. trying to get into each other, but getting bogged down by the Maulers and zombies. Then the tower comes in with a chopper and airlifts them and the Hummer out. The type of hello they're using can do that. Helicopter. Like once again, it's assumptions, right? The moment right. you assume something. Uh, yeah. So he's just saying this is the, the reunion between Saul and Lizzie is going to um, end up with. The... I don't think so because they've been left behind, right? Tardust, Bricks, and Lizzie were left behind while everyone else escaped. So I don't think do we don't know that for sure. They got to a further distance from the explosion, guaranteed. They didn't necessarily leave them behind. Ah. I don't okay. think Scratch would leave Lizzie behind. I mean, she's gone through all the trouble to keep her yeah. in her grasp. So. Yeah. But. Um, another one comes from Hardcore. I seriously think the season finale is going to involve a mad dash to Fort Irwin and then end with the discovery that someone, most likely someone with knowledge of what caused the outbreak, is already there. I don't think so. Because here's the thing. L.A. has so many important things happening there, you know? Like, Ground Zero, like which was just brought up again, is in L.A. Ink is in L.A. The Maulers are in L.A. Those, like, stories have not been, like, solved yet. So I don't see them le Like, I think this is, like, a setting up thing, right? Like, maybe for the series finale that they'll leave L.A., but not... I mean, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. You don't think they're going to actually get to Fort Irwin, go through the entire, like, helicopter series, the whole thing? Uh, I, I think that'll happen. I think that'll happen, but definitely not now. I mean, there's just... it would They would be rushing it, you know? Like, they only have two chapters. They're not going to be ready by then. They 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 don't even have the second helicopter yet. I mean, they're training pegs, but they don't have the second helicopter. The first helicopter isn't ready. And I don't think they're going to leave. Right. And this is also, keep in mind, is that, you know, Casey can jump forward as much time as he wants. You know, reading back a journal entry, it could be pegs writing something like, we had spent four days working on the helico helicopter oh, and finally true, got yeah. it to work. But... I swear you're going with that, too. This is an interesting one from 70D-D is Todd, dead. Todd is dead is how he says it. Okay, I, I was like, 70D-D oh, really? is... Yes. Okay, Todd is dead. Because the 7 represents oh. the T. The T and the 0 oh, represents the O. Gotcha. That, was in, okay. that was in his the How You Got Your Nickname thread. Oh, the there you go. 
He says, here's a thought. How about a, quote, new world order type organization? I know it's cheesy, but best way to describe it. Spreads themselves out spreads themselves out across the globe with, of course, Inc. as the leader, maybe. And releases, he said... So, like, they're going to have, like, a new world order by the zombies? Of course, Inc. as the leader, maybe, he says. And releases a catalyst, a simple biological weapon that can lie dormant for X amount of time until something triggers it. Such as a sound wave. Wave triggers bioweapon. Bioweapon becomes active in host blood and spreads and mutates people into whatever their biological makeup was previous to said incident. Smart gets smarter on roids. Now a giant. I don't know. That's just how I would write it. Interesting. That's cool. I like that. Another interesting. Yep. It's one of the... But, like, how would you figure that out, though? Like, like they, um, I think they're going to find out how it happened, right? And, like, how would you figure that, that out? Like, how would... Oh, there was a new world order. You'd have to get it through, like, a Resident Evil finding journal pages. Yeah. Through Uh, the Umbrella Corporation kind of thing. You know, just, like, in a totally unrelated note, I loved reading those. I loved reading those journal entries. Oh, they were great. Oh, like, the little background of the book, and, you know, like, Mm -hmm. the page would flip. Oh, nostalgia. Okay. um, Uh. Here's something else interesting from Hey You in the Bushes. Uh, he or she, I'm not sure, says, Our Doubts Are Traitors is a line from Shakespeare's Measure for Measure, a play in which deception is used to free a man unfairly imprisoned, though his imprisonment is justified by following the strict letter of the law. This could hint at a couple things. One, Michael and Angel using deception to bring about justice. Two, if Pippin killer is, if Pippin's killer is also the rat, but killed Pippin because they have turned good, I wanted to protect the tower. It could hint at the idea of justly punishing him or her versus punishing by letter of the law. Lizzie was punished following the strict letter of the law, and the punishment has been proven unjust. What is a just punishment for the killer slash rat if their killing Pippin was to make up for being the rat? Just an idea. That is one really cool because he said uh, the word Shakespeare, and that just automatically makes him <laughs> an awesome person in my book. But two, um, the 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 big problem is that you're assuming that this part because killing Pippin is a selfish act, especially because I mean if the person is completely loyal to the tower now, like let's say just for instance it's Kelly, and Kelly is now completely loyal to the tower. Uh, her going to kill Pippin is a selfish act instead of saying, instead of like you know trying to figure it out like I don't know it's it. No, okay. I seriously. So um. What I uh, back on the old forums, I remember there was a thread about this. Like every uh, every title has like a secondary meaning to it, like um, separate and dying, burning embers or something. Remember that one? Like separate dying embers. Yeah, that one. That's also that's a line from uh, a poem by Edgar Wright or Edgar Allan Poe. Uh, the Raven. It's like it's a line from that poem, and it has like a double meaning about that. But I think like this. Like, it just also happens to be, like, oh, here's a little punny little title about, oh, this, you can also reference it to Shakespeare and about, like, I mean, it has a lot to do with what events happened in this chapter, you know? Like, this, there was a prisoner, he may have been falsely accused, and he was killed. I mean, you wouldn't call it really just, but, I mean, that's kind of, like, a summary of what happened in the chapter. So now that we've gone through those, we will talk about Nick Voodoo's predictions. How's the Voodoo Lounge? How's the lounge been treating you, Nick? Uh, the lounge is not so great this week. The air conditioning is broken. Uh, someone spilled lots of like. Dr- there's been people spilling drinks on the floor. I got to have oh, the re- carpet redone. It just smells of sweat and dirty socks. Ew. So why don't you talk about your prediction? How you did for twenty? The chapter twenty. Okay. Well, let's run down quickly. Okay. So Dry went to the colony. Was one. Bricks Tardus and Lizzie survived the explosion. Uh, Bricks Tardus and Lizzie will try to return to the tower. Uh, okay. So we didn't go back to the Maulers at all. So that's three predictions I got wrong right away. We. Um, <laughs> Ah, you suck. You swallow. <laughs> Michael will send a search party to investigate the explosion. Sorry, I that was my high school automatic response to that. No, that was a good one. It was very witty. Great. Uh, so what was that unsure. prediction? Uh, Michael one. will send a search party to investigate the explosion. I said he wouldn't because there's no godly reason he would send anyone to the arena if he didn't have to. Because that's okay. just stupid, and I got that right. You did? Um... What was my other ones? Uh, Bert and Saul will travel to Van Nuys because, you know what? There's fucking bullet holes in the goddamn helicopter. You're not supposed to be able to fix it. 
No, no, no. We can bring out Doctor. He can fix everything, bastard. <laughs> yeah. um, so you got that one wrong too. So I got that one wrong. Uh, Pippin has knowledge of the outbreak. Well, if he did, uh, it's now splattered all over the walls. But I said he didn't, <laughs> so I got that one right. Um, well, did you though? Because maybe he did. Well, we'll never know. Now we'll we? We never know. And you know what? If it turns out that he does have knowledge of it, that we find out later on down the road, great. I will change my. I will change this so I only got two. It's okay. You need at least one prediction right, so I'll let you have. I got three right. God damn it! Leave me alone. (laughs) I just happened to get four wrong. Okay. Um, And I said the rat will be revealed. So this was a loss, obviously, but I'm taking a complete moral victory out of because I knew the rat was coming back this chapter, and uh, they did. So that I'm okay with. So I can be fine with that. So I lo- I got three right. I got four wrong. I'm at 19, 12, and 2 now. So not quite okay. as hot and sexy, but still overall. That's not bad, though, considering <laughs> That's not bad. the unpredictability of this of this podcast, yeah. if yes. you will. Um, so what are your predictions for next chapter? So I've got a few that I'm working on. Uh, and no, wait, wait, Nick. If people want to find these, where can they go? They can go to zombiepodcast.com slash forum. Uh, and you can register yourself, so you have yourself a nice little nickname, like Nick Voodoo or Wraith, or they call me Revolver or Chelsea C. Whoever you want to be, just don't be those, because you know what? We already took those names, and you can't have them. <laughs> um, and then you also, can... don't call yourself Michael Cross. That's just a dick move. Yeah, that's kind of mean. Like Although, name. yeah, we might have to. Um, whatever. Neither here nor there. But then there's a handy dandy little uh, tabs on the top that say home, forum, wiki, blogs, or what's new. You click on the blogs and you can find the Voodoo Lounge. All right. All right. Um, so the few that I'm going to give you now is that here's a very simple one Saul is going to go to the arena. Yes. Because 100%. I'm going to give myself just a little bit uh, less than that. I'm going to say 90. Um, and I'm going to say that he's headed to the arena because I don't guarantee that he's going to be able to make it there, but I know that's the direction he's going because the explosion is the only thing that he has mentioned of where he wants to go. And now that he's escaped from LAX and everyone, uh, that's the only place that he knows where something has happened. So that's the focus of where he's going to go. So that's why I think he's going to the arena is because it's the only thing that's happened that he wants to investigate. That's the only thing that could focus him because otherwise... Uh, I think I think it might have even been Wraith that said, well, LA is a big place, and he's unfocused, yeah, he has nowhere to go. So the arena is where he's going to go, because that's where he heard the explosion come from. That's the direction he's going to head. Right. Uh, prediction number two is I think that Saul disabled the vehicles at LAX before he left. Oh, wow. That's oh! Just, that's because... Okay, so, uh, let me just stay, say, can I say something right now? Yeah, go ahead. I don't think so. So um, I think the problem is, if there is a zombie horde attack and their cars don't work and like they're like all right we're gonna hold them off and then we're gonna run to the cars and then we're gonna get away and then they get to their cars and then oh no Saul disconnected our cars right we're all screwed now uh, like, uh, i don't uh, think Saul's gonna pull that right Saul would not be I that think, i mean he just kind of wants to make a statement and like i mean now that he's already on his way even if the people get into their cars and like follow him like, they're not going to really stop him. Like, what are they going to do, r- ram him off the road? No. I mean, like, he's made his point. He's already on his way. I don't think anyone's really, like, maybe they'll send people after him, but I don't think. Don't right. Think okay. Right. So here's why wrong. I think you're wrong, because you're always wrong. Um, oh, shut up. The reason why he would disable a vehicle and not, like, complete, like, okay, maybe disable is not exactly the word I want to look for, but it's the closest word I can think of it. It's like removing a spark plug or taking the battery out disconnecting something in some way, shape, or form that makes them not capable of following him immediately. And that's what the prediction is. Why would he want them to not follow him? Because because the first thing that's going to happen with a dude that's trailing an IV line behind him that is acting irrationally, that has a guy who already thinks he's responsible for what's happened to his girlfriend and who is responsible for what happened to him, Bert's going to immediately get in the car and chase after him. That's what his first instinct probably would be. And but, I mean, won't Bert just try and help Saul again, like he did before? I mean, Bert wants to save Lizzie just as much as Saul does, right? But he wants he to make sure that the helicopter is in working order and get the mission going first. Otherwise, he would have does gone... He? Yes. But does Bert need to be there for that now? I don't know. Yeah, That's I mean, the thing. Like, I think Kalani's a pretty, like, he's turning into, like, a pretty strong, like, like, uh... He knows what he's doing. I think he'd be fine. I think he'd actually be better at this than Bert. 
Interesting. I, I can see, Nick, where you're going with that. That's really interesting. Because you, you know Saul does it, and I, yeah, I don't think he would fully disable, like you said, Nick. I think he would tamper with it. Just so, there like we go. Said, tamper sparks. is uh, tampered with the vehicle. There we go. So, I think... again, like, I mean, if, if a crisis were to occur, all their deaths would be on his hands because he messed with them because he was so worried about his girlfriend. Do you think he's thinking rationally right now? I'm just curious. Yeah, that's true. No, and what what did Michael say a couple of, a couple episodes ago that he knows he's a when... loose cannon and he might as well focus his energies at something. Exactly. There you go. So now the loose cannon is focused on something and he's just off now. He's so, gone. Either way. I... Yeah. Um. And he also kind of screwed over Pegs and Kalani and everyone else by disabling their vehicles, right? If he does. If he does do that. So I don't actually, know that. I was hoping to bring up like a Saul rant up here. Cause... Oh, go right ahead. You can interrupt okay. what I'm doing right now. Why not? Uh, yeah. Well, why not? Yeah, we, not like you we were can... doing anything cool anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, how about we do that after Nick goes through his predictions? Okay. <laughs> no, he, I, it, uh, we're on a Saul no, topic. Cool. He can talk but about Saul if he wants to. I don't really care. <laughs> no, no, no. We'll do that. And then you guys okay. can like, because I know you guys are going to banter back and forth. So. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that the last one I'm going to give you, because I have a couple of like, doozies that I'm working on, but I'm hoping that Casey will send me the chapter title, because I haven't heard back from him yet today about that. So if I get the chapter title, it'll help, uh, probably help out with some of these, but I don't have it yet, uh, is that the LAX crew is going to end up going to the hospital uh, this upcoming chapter to, one, get the other helicopter, and two, uh, well, it's a helicopter, it's uh, the hospital, and what's one of the one places that uh, Skittle said to not go? The hospital. hospital. So, we go to the hospital, and bad things are going to happen. Right. Do you think they're going to... I think that's actually really cool, too, because, like, Bert is kind of weak in a weakened state. Kalani's fat, he can't fight. Pegs is... Pegs is Pegs. I mean, I guess she's better now, but she's still like she's, she's still not pegs. as experienced as say Lizzie or Kelly because she hasn't been firing or she hasn't been shooting for so long. Datu has, Datu is Datu. I mean, I don't know. I will uh, cry yeah, them like to that. death. I think Bert's gonna follow after Saul, and then I think the rest of the crew is gonna go in the helicopter. I mean, because I, I think the hospital's been mentioned. There's no way that's not gonna be a important part of the story or whatever you know yeah there's it's, been too it's many, honestly been too at many this hints point, about it at this point i think that all the things that like we've been talking wait, about wait, wait, today they have victor they have victor they do have victor i forgot about victor but Victor's i mean all the things that we were talking about today on on this episode uh you know they're all things that are really possible to happen and there's so so many loose ends and so many open possibilities of where the right. story can go right now that's what makes, like, especially for a chapter that ends with setup, 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 setup. That's what makes it so hard to predict is that, uh-oh, I don't really know where it's going to go. So I'm fully prepared to get burned hardcore on everything that I put out there on Monday for the Voodoo Lounge because there's just way too many possibilities open. That's interesting. I could see because, you know, I still have the same theory that Bert's going to die that a lot. I think he feels responsible for responsible for Lizzie and responsible for watching Saul. So he's going to be like, okay, I'm going to go follow the Saul kid. Uh, make sure he's okay. You guys go ahead. We'll meet up later. And then he's going to die. And it's going to be sad. Interesting guys... part, though, right? If Saul disabled the vehicles, then uh, Bert wouldn't be able to do that. And they wouldn't be able to go to the hospital either because Angel's not there. And he's the only one who can actually do, like, the... Uh... Well, I think if car. he if he well well if he dinked around with it, I think maybe Datu could probably fix it. He's the smart one. There's also a helicopter that Kalani and Pegs can fly that can get them right, to I mean, a helicopter. The... They can get them to that area. That's gonna take like a while, though. I mean, to not fix necessarily that because again, we can skip ahead by twelve, fourteen hours by one narration. Can you? Bit. But then you would also have to take account for Saul getting to Lizzie. You'd have to go into that entire story. I mean, you can skip over four days, but then it skips over completely like everyone skips over four days you know it's not just gonna be well yeah but the at the same but uh, don't say the timelines have to go in the same order because we know that the plot lines of angel and Kalani at the base and oh, uh michael peggs and kelly at true. the colony didn't line up right right uh, so don't assume that the that the storylines have to match up in in time interesting 
Just saying. Cool. Okay, you can rant about Saul now because I'm done. Yeah, so those are your your voodoo predictions. Those are the three. And... Those are three that are guaranteed going to be in the voodoo yeah, lounge the on Monday. Boring stuff is done. Oh, stop it! No, my part. Okay. Yeah, boring stuff that a thousand people read this last time. <laughs> so, if for the rest of your predictions, they can go on the forum and then they'll find it. And they will find it on Monday. It'll publish at seven o'clock in the morning Eastern time, and you guys can read it all day, waiting for the story to come out, uh, the chapter twenty three to come out next. Uh, two Mondays from then, or Monday from whatever. Wait, we don't, when, yeah. yeah. You're good. When You're it comes good. out again. Whenever, yeah. So now, Wraith, I know you want to rant on Saul, so take the floor, buddy. It's all you. Okay, so uh, I think uh, people have been giving Saul way too much. Like, they've been letting him off way too easily lately. So the problem is, Saul just made this decision to go after Lizzie, right? And he just took the car and just left. And I mean... That's just so dumb. Like, where is he going to go? LA's a huge place. He might not find Lizzie. I mean, what are the chances that Lizzie is... Like, okay, say Saul is heading to the arena, right? It's like a one in a million chance that Lizzie is actually at the arena. But somehow, somehow, she's actually at the arena. But, like, luck is, like, the only reason Saul gets anything done. Like, Saul makes these terrible, stupid decisions. But, like, he makes a Hail Mary pass, basically. And he always gets that pass. But... It's high risk, high reward, and like eventually you're gonna fail. Like, like oh, yeah. luck I is mean... gonna like he's gonna like he's heading towards disaster right now. This all sounds so reminiscent of Chapter Two. Hail Mary is so... in high risk, high reward. You're using yeah. his words against him, and it is brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that I see what you're saying, Nathan. It makes sense. So basically, I mean, that's an annoyance. But what's actually annoying me more, like, okay, I understand characters make mistakes, and I'm totally fine with that. Like, I have nothing against that. My problem is that people are, like, people let Saul go. Like, it's like, oh, he's Saul. He says funny things. He's just, he's Saul. He's an awesome guy. I like him. It's okay. He can make stupid mistakes. And they let him off. But if that was Angel in his place, and I'm, like... I'm, like, annoyed, because, like, if that was Angel, say that was, like, Riley, and Angel, like, made that decision to go run off after Riley, everyone on the forum would hate him. There would be, like, like a war, like, over just, Angel, you're so stupid and dumb. Like, I we think, hate you. I think the reason people would be upset if that was Angel is because Angel's never had a scene with, or a thing with Riley that he's, like... Well, no, 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 I just mean if if he was in that situation, you know, if he was, like, with Riley, and, like, assuming that was, like, you know... If that was all set up, if Angel was in a relationship and then with Riley and Riley took off or Riley was taken away and then Angel felt responsible and Angel went after Riley, it wouldn't be the same reaction that Saul received, you know? And here's the major difference is that Angel is a part of the command structure of the tower and Saul is the doer. And I know this is the this is the forums come to life. I know that you and I have already had this conversation verbatim. Uh, but that's really the difference, is that Saul is the doer of the group, and... and that's Saul's character. That's I think just, that's why Saul it's Saul does acceptable. things before he thinks, which is why he doesn't outrank Michael, is that he keeps getting his, his ass busted back down, and having people promoted over him, as I think the Hive Crowbar will travel put it, I believe, and if I got my military forum personals messed up, I apologize. But that's how they punish, is that, you know, you can mouth off all you want, and I can't drop you lower than this, but I can certainly put people ahead of you in the pecking order, and that's what's happened to Saul, and we know that's what's happened to Saul. This is Saul's MO. It's going to probably, in my opinion, and I agree with Wraith on this, uh, which is shocking and appalling, <laughs> but um, I, I think Saul, and I think Saul is going to die, because I've already compared Saul and Lizzie to Romeo and Juliet. They're both stupid. They both make stupid mistakes, all for the same reasons, is that they love each other, and they can't get past, they can't get past that. Like, another problem I have with Saul, right, is every other character learns from their mistakes. Saul never learns. He never even realizes that his actions were wrong. Like, if, like... like Can you give me an example? So, basically, like, he's he throws hail... Like, he doesn't, like, accept the risk that came in. Like, him running after his dog. Like, that put everything at risk. Like, Saul's a field medic. A medic. So, like, he's so valuable, you know? Well, like now him. they have his mama. But no, no, like there's a difference between a doctor and a field medic. Like, oh, uh, uh, veterinarian! Come on now, she ain't no doctor. Oh, that's right. That's Tanya right. Is pretty much <laughs> stuck in. Uh, Tanya is stuck in the, the tower. tower she can't. So, she's I mean, not. Okay. There's, and I mean, you can't just say like, oh, I mean, every medic counts. You know, like if a crisis occurs, 
every medic is going to be important, not just Saul. Like, oh, we have one doctor, that's all we need. Every doctor you have is going to be important if an attack comes, you know? Right. I mean, I see what you're saying. I just think that's Saul's character. And unfortunately, because that's what people are used to, oh, it's Saul. He, you know, it's acceptable. Da, 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 da. I, think I mean, that's... I think the reason, I mean, I think I, I know the reason for it is because, like, Saul, like, he just says cool stuff and Angel just doesn't. Angel <laughs> just says really stupid things, but he thinks his actions out through. Like, I think, but Saul thinks with his heart. And uh, I mean, does. there's Angel making the Flash reference that is just forever forever the old the flash reference that he made the first the first oh, yeah, ever yeah. flash not the flash that everyone knows the nerdy yeah. flash that you really have to be into dc to understand versus <laughs> saul saying i'm saul 2.0 part yeah. man part to be to being part yeah 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 that's hilarious yeah. versus so versus versus nerd nerd core yeah i mean saul lizzie they're like the the romantic tinge on things if you will i mean there's sure there's Michael there's yeah there's Michael and there's Pegs but they're just like a boring couple I mean we're talking you know they probably just like a missionary every, I mean just saying you know, like every night I mean there's they're not ex, they're not exciting they're not an exciting couple to follow in my opinion I don't think they are but you know with oh, Saul God. and Lizzie it's tragic and you know what does Saul have to live for I mean you know what do you have to live for if you find love in this t- terrible post-apocalyptic world whatever you're gonna pursue that. And I think that's just, you know, he's thinking with his heart. He's not thinking rationally. I don't think he really ever has thought rationally. But now he has a purpose, and it's for Lizzie, and he's going after her. He's putting everyone in danger by doing it. Like, he doesn't realize how much, like, people are going to follow after Saul. They're not going to let him go. Right. Michael isn't going to let him go. Angel isn't going to let him go. They're not going to let him go out there alone. I mean, that's just how No, but they're not there right now. So I think what's going to happen is Bert is Bert the one that's going to go but after now him. now you're risking another person's life, and Saul has not even, like, thought of of the, like anyone else following he doesn't think things through he just does right i you see know? what you're saying he's and like I, he's I gotcha. putting everyone at risk and you know what everyone on the forum is just like oh it's okay it's Saul. it's that makes him okay but it's not okay like because bird's gonna die from the character you would have been all over him but because it's Saul, you give him a free pass that's not fair i'm not gonna lie uh wraith just covered another one of my predictions was that a tower member is gonna try and intercept Saul, and it's not gonna i don't think it's gonna be the lax folks i think it's gonna be the michael has to send because Saul has to pass the tower to get I to the arena. I think it should be Michael. It might be. I mean, he's like they're they're war buddies, right? They they know each other better than anyone else. I mean, if anyone has a chance of calming him down, and then that'll leave Angel in charge of the tower, and then you'll yeah. have your moment of glory. And then the tower will be attacked, and everything will go horrible, and it'll collapse on everybody because Angel oh, is in charge. Because <laughs> Angel can't do anything. <laughs> Yeah, so this kind of brings me, uh, eventually we're going to have a, de- a debate podcast between yes. you two, the angel fanboy versus the devil's advocate, I guess, is what we'll call. <laughs> oh, sure. Um, and, or no, 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 we were talking to Shane Sock, and he put it so well, he called it uh, Angel and the Hater, or something. He put it, I can't remember the word. That's so well. Was, Good job, yeah. Shane Sulk. Um, so, I guess, Whatever. no, DG, you have something you wanted to say? I don't hate Angel, I just... Uh, don't agree with uh, race uh, fanaticism. That's really it. Right, and this will be this will be an amazing debate. I'm sure it'll Most be likely. good. There will be hair pulling and everything <laughs> else. Um, okay, so to wrap a few other things up, don't forget to submit your <clears throat> entries for Gatekeepers Bad Day contest. Details can be found on the forum at zombiepodcast.com/forum under the "We're Not Dead" thread. Um, Question: Are we allowed to work in groups? Um, I, well, that's something you'll have to take up with Comrade Narf. Oh, Comrade Narf, okay. Comrade Narf, because he's the uh, one so heading he's, it. he's, like, the one in charge? He's, yeah, he's the one running it. He's the one supplying the the prize. Oh, so, okay. cool. yep. Um, please send us more scripts. We've received a few, but I'm waiting until Greg gets back before we act them out. Um, some people have asked me where I'm getting these theories from. Who are these people I'm talking about? Um, every theory I get, I pull from the forum. Every week there's an episode discussion, and if you say something witty or smart or totally off the rocker, chances are I'll mention it on the podcast. So just register there, and I'll mention it. Um, and you get to hang out with people like me and Nick Voodoo. Exactly. True. Exactly. That's the whole fun. And you can talk to us real time in our chat box. It's so much yeah. fun. 
Um, and the next episode will be on of We're Not Dead will be on June twenty first. It will feature guest Leto. He was one of the guys that oh, made nice. the predictions about Leto's the on? Jolly Green Giant. Yep, and he's also the one that did earlier on that had the uh, weird sound wavy thingy exactly. that disrupts everyone's nervous system or something. Exactly. So we'll get a cool perspective from him. Um, and before we end this, I'm just going to announce that at the end of the podcast, there will be a bonus sound clip, which I'm call- calling the many sounds of Pippin's death. Um, oh, wow. Shane sent me the reel of <laughs> Pippin dying. <laughs> oh, <that's totally> fun. <laughs> There's like a bunch of takes on it, and it's really funny, so you should enjoy that. Oh, that's amazing. I know. So if you guys have anything else you want to say, whatever, pimp. I just want to give uh, one more shout-out, because I already got the one for Chelsea that I wanted to get in. Wristbreaker23, who in one of, uh, I think, the last We're Not Dead discussion, uh, said he likes it a lot when Nick Voodoo's on. So, thanks, Wristbreaker. Oh, I like it when I'm on, too. Okay. Okay, Greg Miller. Well, I have no fans. Come on. Someone like someone should like come in and like be my fan. That's because everyone says someone that you say like too much. Oh, and you just proved the point. What? Oh, like? you said did like. Did someone like... really say that? Yeah. I think someone did, and I think that. They're gonna hate, man. They're like, yeah, Wraith, you need to really stop saying like it's pissing me off. And I was like, oh my god. Oh, I didn't. Oh, really you know what? It, it is what it is. Just talk the way you talk, and if they don't uh. like it, then that's. <laughs> and then Brittany will burp over top. I of will it. burp too much. I will. <laughs> I'll counteract it. Um. So for Nick and for Wraith and for myself, thank Angel's you leader. for listening. Angels, the leader. Oh dear. Oh. And. Okay, okay, go ahead. Get your final <laughs> word in, Wraith. Oh, yeah. Saw sucks. Angel for leader. There you go. We're out. No. No, please, I... No. No, please, I... No. Please, I... No. Please, I... No. Please, I... No, no, please, I... No, no, please, I... No, no, please, I... You bastard. <laughs>